I just wondered if the rain was coming through. I'm sure it is. It's been a... Dude, I, I swear I think a tarnation came through here earlier. It I got rough for it. a minute. It got bad at the house. Excuse me. I mean, it was... Uh, got pitch black. Yeah, it got real dark and real, like, that howly, like, freaky uh, uh, horror movie wind. And it was just, like, 1 o'clock when it right. died. Right, and then if it passed over, I was like, oh, okay, it's over. It's like, uh-uh, I'm coming back, girl. Yeah, just wave after time, wave. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. What did it do down there around your house, Anthony? You back here walking you around? Know, it got real windy and rained, and then I wouldn't. Well, before that, like the wind kicked up. I was outside cleaning the carport off. The wind comes through real hard. It freaked my dog out. He started barking at it. Barking at the wind? Yeah. Pig does not like thunder. Yeah. He'll come in my room and wake me up like I can do something about it. He's like, hey, can you turn that off? <laughs> like, no, buddy, I don't have any control over that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was for Halloween one year. <laughs> yeah. Um,. So as we record this, it is the 27th, which, you know, makes the weather even weirder. It's two days after Christmas and no snow, just torrential rain and wind. And it was in the 60s, maybe even 70s. It's just now starting to get chilly. Yeah. Like, I may go plug that heater in here in a minute. I I would suggest that. I can't believe Sean hadn't already. It's not that cold. He ain't got no iron. He ain't got no iron. So, uh... This is episode 106. Or 7. Or 7. Or 8. No, this will this is be 106. <laughs> yeah. No, let's not label it. Let's just go with it. <laughs> label. <laughs> it's not labeling, it's numbering it. It's, it's so the, that you know what number it is. It's the next one. That's what I'm going to start doing like when people, when people introduce themselves. Like, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'll be like, I don't do labels. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's also put a label on this. Um... But I got I got you on here, Kelly, because we have a new Doctor Who that we need to talk about. New Doctor Who episodes that have already aired. I have not seen the finale. I have not either. I have. I, there's actually about three or four episodes I haven't seen. And this year we're getting a Christmas special, but it's a New Year's Eve or New Year's Day special. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, it's animated, is it not? No. There was uh, something that was showing that. Uh they was doing an animated special. Or maybe that was just a commercial I seen. I go to this website a lot, The Den of Geek. Yeah, I get on that a lot at Here work. Here are all the details. It doesn't say anything about being animated. But why didn't they do a Christmas special? Why is, is this a new thing? No more Christmas specials? New Year's specials? I, I don't know. I think it has something to do with Chris. Well, here's I'll just go ahead and tell you... I'll go ahead and just get into it with, with my likes and don't likes, okay? First of all, I like Jodie Whittaker as the doctor. I'm always nervous about a new doctor. I'm like, I hope I, hope I like him. Kind of iffy on um, her about, a, about being the doctor, but I'm not ruling her out quite yet. Well, a lot of people were that way with Peter Capaldi, but I liked Capaldi right out of the gate. I was on the Capaldi train like episode one of him. It took me a couple episodes Most, almost everybody says that. And there's some people that just straight up didn't like him. With her, I could kind of tell right away... Um, she's kind of got that silly, loosey goosey, the silliness that um, that reminds me a little bit of uh, Matt, Smith. Matt Smith. But with Matt Smith, it felt more natural. Yeah, it wasn't kind of not, not that it feels forced with her, but it feels like she's trying to be funny, whereas he was just a silly, silly goose. Well, the only thing, the reason I'm not counting her out yet, 
is because it's not her. It's the storylines exactly. that they've had That's her in. That's exactly my point I was going to make. Is that and, and the, that, the, the thing, the problem is the writing. Yeah. And if you think about it, there were some Peter Capaldi episodes that were real stinkers. There's some, some every of the, doctor. Some of the most epic ones were also... Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Like when he was in the confession doll and all that. Like, that's probably like my favorite. From Heaven to Hell. Um, or was it Heaven Sent? And, Heaven Sent and Hell Bound. Something like that. Those were those were really, really good episodes. But there were some Capaldi episodes. I was like, what are you doing? They were just they so suck. slow. Yeah. Um, the Ghost Monument was a pretty good one. That was episode like two, I think, two. this season. I liked the first episode of the new season. It was good. I like the first. The only one I really haven't cared for so far is Arachnids in the UK. I didn't watch that one for obvious reasons. Uh they they were so puppety that it. it, it I don't think it would have scared you. It, there's no such thing as a cute spider. I didn't say cute. I said puppety. I mean, you could just like somebody put a post on Facebook about like a cute spider, and I'm like. I'll show you a cute spider. You hand me that slipper over there. <laughs> <laughs> you hand me that croc, and I'll show you a cute spider. But yeah, that's the only one I really, really haven't liked yet. But it it, it almost seems like they're just rehashing old storylines for some of them. And I don't know. Uh, to me, and I understand what they're doing. They're like, <coughs> they're like, we want uh, a new doctor, new companions, new writer. They want it to be a whole new thing, and I'm fine with that. But the whole essence of Doctor Who is the connective tissue. Yeah. I mean, don't completely you don't let the pendulum swing so far the other way. But you need a little bit. Like there was not enough nods. And I'm again, I'm not saying you have to. Every episode don't have to be Cybermen and Daleks and you know all that stuff. You don't have to have that, but. I mean, give us something, because that's why we've been watching the show for 60 years. Yeah. Because it, it's so cool in how it does nod, give nods to itself and nods to each era. And, and I'm not saying there was no little Easter eggs in there, but the, I mean, there was some buried stuff. But I felt like the only thing that I recognized in this Doctor Who world is the TARDIS, which the TARDIS is still completely badass this season. Yes. I was like, wow. What do you think about her... Sonic Swiss Army knife, isn't that what she's calling it? So the doctor can make their own Sonic now. I apparently, when, how did that, I mean, did I miss something? Because the TARDIS usually gives him the Sonic. Well, no, they've always had the they've always had their Sonic, but it's had to get repaired because every time they go through the uh, to become the new Doctor, it always shorts out. Was it wasn't it Tennant or Matt Smith? It was one of those two where like the TARDIS gave him his Sonic, like ejected out of the console. Well, that's because it. they put it. They had to put it back in the little holder to like, I don't know if they recharge it or, or what they did with it, but yeah, but they always had to put it back to have it repaired. That's somehow. a new thing. Like she could just make a Sonic. Yeah, out of just stuff in an old yeah, it's like, garage. It's like, the, like it's the A team when they're just like just making shit like a building montage of of junk. Like yeah, the, I was. I feel like the the Sonic screwdriver is like an extension of the TARDIS, and it is very alien, and it's very you know, way outside the realm of, of understanding. And that's why I feel like it's connected to the TARDIS. The TARDIS makes it and it repairs it. And it's not something so that should be just built on Earth. With, yeah. <laughs> like, it, that technology, it's just and weird that, they, that the doctor can do that because think of all the situations in the past where he had lost his, well, like even Capaldi, he had the sonic sunglasses. Sunglasses. Uh, like, why didn't, in, in other times when he lost it or, or it broke, why didn't he just make another one? Because the doctor can obviously do that. Well, I know she did make the comment 
hey, apparently I can make sonic screwdrivers now. Or I can make sonic something now. And I was like, uh, okay. okay. Which it turned in out to be pretty cool. It's a cool look. Uh, That's that's part of the personality of the doctor. Yeah. The doctor sonic screwdriver. And it was really freaking cool that Capaldi had sunglasses. It kind of fit him, though, even though it didn't really fit. It fit the character. Somebody told me the other day, it's like, you just like you just like Peter Capaldi because he played guitar. And I'm like, no, nah, but that is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, it's, it sounds like I'm talking bad about it, but it's it's not that it's bad. It's just the writing isn't there. That's the, really my only complaint. I think Jody's going to be fine as the doctor. I think she is. Too. I think I she's going to come out I think the looks good. freaking awesome, which is a huge deal. I think they need to drop at least one companion. It's kind of kind of a full house there. Yeah, that's different too. There's usually not that many people hanging out. I mean, out. there's. I don't know when you had Rory and uh, Amy and Amy and uh, then the, the the chubby bald headed guy that was like mostly a robot. I think. Yeah, but he was, was only in just a couple episodes, and then it was him and Bill and Capaldi. Yeah. So I mean, it's normally just been two, from my recollection. I mean, they've and, had three briefly, but. I haven't seen the season finale, but I read the reviews, and they weren't good. Like, all the Who fans are pretty disappointed. Everybody's kind of got the same. They went into the season with this hopefulness and didn't come out of it like, oh, this is crap. But it was more like they came out of it with this, like, eh. Uh, it's it's like really said, kind I, of disappointingly lackluster. And I think it's the writing. I really do. It is. She's it doing the best she can with what they're giving her. The ghost and she's doing a good so job. And again, I haven't seen all of them, but the Ghost Monument is probably the best one. Now, what was that last one we watched? I guess because I finally saw something slightly familiar, the TARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> and then again, the TARDIS was freaking sweet looking. We watched that one over here a couple weekends ago. The We didn't even finish it, did we? The Rambling Man. It was like the UPS, but it was the... Oh, yeah, UPS in space. Yeah. I don't even know if we finished that. Yeah, we finished it. Well, I finished it. That, that gives you a... That, I mean, that should tell you right there about how I feel about the season. I don't even know if I finished the episode or not. Yeah, I mean, that episode to me was pretty good. I mean, they they are pretty good, but you, Doctor Who is held to a higher standard. Yeah. You can't just have an episode that's pretty good. Yeah. You really need to But have, you know who holds these episodes to a higher standard is us. And I don't even know if I can really call you an old-school Whovian, even though I have got you called up with pretty much you know what what, what crowd it ingrains me into the old schools that i started watching it when when tom baker yeah. was the doctor and he's my doctor so yeah uh, yeah he's one of my so favorite that still puts me you know safely in the in, in, classic yeah. who oh yeah era but I've, I've read a lot of people complaining about how they don't like it because they're making it too political or they don't like it because they're forcing this on you. And if you go back and look at all of the old Doctor Who's, all of them were very political. Well, I thought they were plenty PC to begin with. Um, like, that was kind of the thing with Doctor Who is a, a kind of a, a come one, come all yeah. camaraderie with, you know, every species of everything in Just the whole together. universe. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it doesn't really have to be, f- if it, if you overdo something that's already what I think adequately being done, and then you do more of it, it does feel a little bit forced at times. It just seems overdone. Yeah, it does feel a little forced to me. Well, I'm hoping that the next season will come out and 
I'm hopeful for the next season. Maybe they'll get some of the writers Maybe back this on is staff. Maybe they needed to go with it to get it to the next thing. And I think one of the biggest problems right now with Jody's doctor is they're trying to force it onto new Whovians. They're trying to get the mainstream crowd involved in it. And in doing that, they're losing a lot of older Whovians. Yeah. I'm a, I mean, it's possible that this new Christmas special could turn it around. It could I save hope it so. Because the Christmas special is usually like always, awesome. again, talking about a high standard. Yeah. They've got a, a, a lot of big shoes to fill. Man, last year's Christmas special, oh my God. I could watch that again right now. Well, we probably will probably later. Will. <laughs> Especially if this one sucks. We'll just go ahead and that'll, <laughs> we'll carry it over. But maybe it will. Maybe it'll be a home run, and that'll kind of save the season. Because, again, there were a couple of good episodes, and there are a couple I haven't seen that might be great. Yeah. And then if this is good, you know, it could save it. But my my whole overall of of the the, the new experience, the new Who, is kind of nah. warm. Yeah. Don't nah. hate it. Don't love it. Needs some tweaking on the writing. Yeah, for the first time in, I think, 20 years, 15 years, I haven't just been like, oh, my God, new Doctor Who's on. Now I'm just like, uh. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I we'll, used to we'll watch wait until the next episode. Because like me and you used to sit up and we'd sit up and watch it the night. That yeah. night. And now we're just like, huh. It's like, I think I'm caught. No, I'm not caught up. We'll, we'll binge a couple episodes later and, and just kind of forget about it. But like I said, that's not her. That's that's the writing and staff, I truly they're believe. they're really screwing up is... They gave us what ten episodes, and they're skipping a whole nother year. Oh, year! What well, is it really that hard to make the most popular show in England? I mean, isn't it the most popular show in, in the world, kinda. Mm, no, I wouldn't say that. Uh, they gave us all's got to beat. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, overseas, I mean, Doctor Who is like super huge. Well, it's I getting mean, it's super just, huge it, over here. It's, it's it is amongst the nerd culture because the nerd culture is getting super huge too. But I mean, it's a it's a big deal over in the UK. Oh yeah, more so than it is here. And uh, it, it, there's there's definitely the demand. So where's the supply? You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't know. I don't get it why they why they they quittle down the season, and then they skip years. You know, they skipped a year with Capaldi. I'm like, dude, freaking. Well, I think that's because some more episodes. Peter Capaldi. I think they they already had something on their contract that they had to finish out. Like they're turning into Rick and Morty. Like everybody wants oh it, but they're like they're just waiting and waiting and waiting. Making like, anticipation factor. Don't wait so long that people stop caring. Yeah, that's that would kill it. You know. All right, now I've got this theory. Oh yeah, you telling me about this Let's on hear Doctor it. Who? Okay, we know the two basic time travel theories, right? Is one is fixed point in time that you know. That Your things cannot be changed. Yeah. yeah. And the other one is pretty much the butterfly effect. Yep. If you go back in time and step on a cricket, it changes everything. Well, you know, in every episode of Doctor Who, for the almost for the past 60 years, he's having to go back and fix stuff. He's always, this isn't what's supposed to happen. This, what if... The Time Lords themselves have caused this massive butterfly effect and don't even realize it. 
And it's literally taking place all throughout time and throughout all the galaxies. I think you just blew my mind, but I'm not, I can't really tell. So are you saying like everything is happening in an, in an alternate timeline because of things that have changed? Sort of, yeah. You remember, uh, I want to say it was David Tennant's doctor when he, him and Rose went to new, 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 New York or something. Yeah. And she was afraid to do something because it was her first time to go time traveling. Her and Eccleston never did much traveling. They just did around London thing. And he goes, oh, don't worry about it. It's not like you're going to step on a grasshopper and change all of time. But they every time they travel through time somewhere, he always finds a situation or something that is not like it's supposed to be. So they have, he has to help fix it, put yeah. time back on track. Well, one thing I've always wondered why they don't address much in Doctor Who is multiverse. Because, like, I know he sent his, like David Tennant sent the other him to go live with Rose in this alternate universe. So they do address it, but... Usually, everything that takes place is just either the past or the future of this universe. Well, yeah, because that's his timeline. Yeah, but I'm surprised we there's not more interdimensional. Because every time they do something interdimensional, it rips a hole in the time-space fabric. And that's where we got, uh, when Matt Smith started, you know... When the TARDIS exploded? The TARDIS exploding, the crack on the wall, Amy Pond... The girl who waited, you know, she kept hearing voices on the other side of the crack. Yeah. And basically his entire, every season of him was about fixing what they did, punching punching through the dimension wall. I'm kind of hoping that they have a long-term thing that they are building up because, you know, they did every episode where they're all standalone. They yeah. didn't go like part one, part two on anything. And that's There's fine. But like the, that's the difference them. between the old school writing and the new is like, we'll take the bad wolf situation where in an early, an early on episode, she just sees that on the wall. He's like, mm-hmm. what's that? Uh, huh? Uh, what? Uh, I don't know. And then like later you see it again. You're like, huh? And then, and then the bad wolf corporation. It, it ties it together. It's like seeds they plant early in the season and then they cash in on it. Yeah. And it's like really cool because you're like, oh man, they've been planting this for a while. Well, you know, that still pops up every once in a while. Whenever they go back to a certain time, you'll see it's like the bad wolf corporation or bad wolf product or something like that. Kind of really quick in the background. I wonder if we're going to see like maybe after this season they'll be like, all right. We staved everything off to give you new stuff this season, but here's your Cyberman. Here's the Master. Will you think we'll ever see another version of River Song at all? Oh, you know, somebody's already mentioned that. And I think it was in one of the blogs I was reading. Well, supposedly she can't regenerate again. But, I mean, come on, this is science fiction. We can do anything. I mean, yeah, it's the Whoverse. So, I, I would really like to see her and Jodie Whittaker together. To see how they uh, would interact. Yeah, how they would interact. It's so funny when Peter Capaldi first bumped into River Song, and she realized it was him. He's like, "So, what do you think?" She's like, "Of what?" He said, "The new body." She said, "All I've seen is the head." <laughs> it was hilarious. That was funny. 
But yeah, I, would, I mean, give us the a re a, a regenerated master or that's behind, like, because that one season you saw the Missy, but you didn't know it was Missy at the very like at the end of the first episode, and then they waited till like the end of that season, mm-hmm. and it bled into the next season. Like it always kept you in suspense. You're like, oh man, I gotta see what happens next. Well, Missy and the Master are still out because they're still the same person. Yeah, but they're. What's really weird is they're in the same timeline, the same time period with each other, working together, and that's not supposed to be able to happen in his timeline. Well, they were, but they're dead now. Well, yeah, but. Dude, if that's a spoiler alert, then... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all I really wanted to say about this season. I'm still looking forward to the to the New Year's special. Well, after the New Year's special, and we watched those couple episodes that we're still lacking... Maybe our attitude will be Yeah, we'll, we'll get back on here and talk <laughs> briefly about it again. I mean, again, I'm not going to rip on it, because it ain't been bad. No. It just ain't been, it ain't been Doctor Who good. Not yet. I'm still I'm still hopeful. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, y'all let us know what y'all think. Send us an email. Call us. I, I, I don't even talk about the voicemail line anymore. And I, not just on the list. We can go ahead and put it out now. We got a bunch of Hoovian listeners. Well, I tell you what, we'll take a little break. I'll go check my ribs that I've been cooking all day on slow heat. Oh, I'll get me something cold to drink. I'm still not, I still like, this is the longest broadcasting time, like through all of last episode I didn't drink, and up until this point I still haven't drank anything. Well, we'll, we'll change that. Yeah, because there's some, there's some good stuff to be drunked. Dranked. Dranked. Let's take a break, we'll play the list commercial so they can get that number in there, and we'll come back, we're going to be talking to Anthony as well about uh, some of this beer we've been making. Sounds good. I wanted to take a quick minute to tell everyone where they can find real pop culture online in what we call The List. You just made The List! Thank you, Chris Jericho. You can go to www.realpopculture.com. That's our website. You can listen to episodes right there. You can download the Podomatic app, search for Real Pop Culture. You can download and listen to episodes there. Our Facebook account is facebook.com slash Podcast. Our Twitter is at realpopculture1. We're on Instagram. Search for us there. We're on iTunes, Google Play. You have to go to Google Play Music and then search for Real Pop Culture. We're on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Player.fm. All episodes are re-aired on The Edge Radio US, Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. You just made the list! You can go to AdvertiseCast.com and find out how you, yes, you, can be a part of Real Pop Culture by way of advertising. You can give us a call on our voicemail line. That's area code 662-305-9783. You just made the list! And last but not least, you can always email us, popculture4real, that's the number 4real, at gmail.com. It's weird switching, uh, it's weird swapping back and forth between the podcast and the... And recording. And, re- and recording music, because I use the same... Same equipment, same program, and everything. So sometimes when I go to record the podcast, there's a click track. Yeah. I'm like, well, you got to talk on the click. Stay in time. Man, I don't know if I, either of us could do that talking. You're not coming through too good. No, I'm not as near as good as yesterday. That's another thing. We're tweaking stuff. And 
Let me listen to this real quick. So anyway, one thing I wanted to talk to you about real quick before uh, Anthony gets here. He's on his way, and we're going to talk about some beer. We're going to talk about what? Talking about beer. Beer. Which I'm still not drinking. This is the next day. Like, there's something weird going on with me and the podcast, and I'm drinking a Coke Zero right now. Mm, it's because it's during the week. You know, our whole thing, we don't drink during the week well, very often. Well, we're off for Christmas. So. Uh, one thing I want to talk to you about was the uh, the Elseworlds, or the, uh, well, the crossover they did at, at the CW. And every year, the Arrowverse, around Thanksgiving, this is the third one. They've done the crossover with all the shows. And I know, like you were saying earlier, they cross over a lot. But this is like a planned event. Well, they always do a they major all tie crossover. In to, they all tie in together. Yeah. Like, it'll you'll watch it. Episode one will be like on Arrow. And it'll say... Continued on. Ne- continued on Supergirl. And then the next one's continued on The Flash. And they all weave them into their season. One of my favorite crossovers, and I don't know... Uh, Super Friends, where Flash and Supergirl were in the same episode, and it was in that dream state. Yeah. It's like the musical. Yeah, I remember that. That was like one of my favorite crossovers. Well, the first one, the first major one they did was, I can't remember the name of it, but they were fighting the aliens. These aliens yeah, came. Yeah, that was the first one. And then the, the second, second was one, Crisis on Earth X. Yeah, where the Nazis had taken over. Yeah, and some of the bad guys were good guys on yep. Earth X, and it was everything was swapped around. This one was by far the best one. This one they did this year because uh, one of the one of the new gods came down. I forget which one, and um, he's changing reality. And so stuff's like weird, and I'm not gonna give much away here. So this, yeah, because I haven't seen this it. This is a spoilery. I'm just kind of giving you the synopsis. The, the, yeah, to give you an idea of what to expect. Is it, uh, aside from it being really good. But he starts switching stuff around, and stuff starts changing in reality itself. And one of the things that changed is Barry Allen is now Green Arrow, and Oliver Queen is the Flash. Oh, like wow. They swapped bodies. Like, they're that other person now. And it's so hilarious because I think it shows Oliver as, well, Stephen Mill as the Flash – and uh, he wakes up at Barry's apartment like, uh, but nobody else knows it but him because it's changed reality. He knows it's changed, but they don't. Ah. And he's like, what the crap? And he's like, oh, no, I'm the Flash. Like when he realizes it. And it's so hilarious because then when Barry realizes he's Green Arrow, he's like, whoa, I'm Green Arrow. Like he thinks it's a good thing. <laughs> the guy that had superpowers and lost them is more excited than the guy that gained superpowers. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, I'm the Flash. Oh, no, I have super speed. I thought that was hilarious. I'm about to check him out. Uh, and that was just the tip of the iceberg, man. Like I said, I don't want to go into it too much, but – um. Another thing is they introduced Batwoman. I knew they were going to do episode that. Episode two, they had to go to Gotham City. Yeah, and the the Arrowverse finally kind of confirmed why we haven't seen or heard from Batman because Batwoman's kind of like taking over Gotham City for now. Like she's she's the one that's. Well, I'm reading that that. She is fixing to have her standalone show on the CW. Yeah, this was to kind of kick that off, and I'm really looking forward to it. I really got into Batwoman the last couple of years because uh, 
I didn't really give her a chance just because there was already a Batgirl. Yeah. Like you got Batman, you got Batgirl and Batwoman. I thought that was kind of weird. Like pick one. We don't need that many storylines. But the more I got to reading it, the more I was like, damn, this is cool. And like she even took over Detective Comics for a little while when Batman was out. I've got a couple of them. It's got her in it, but I haven't read them. You can actually get her first appearance. Um, you know that that thing they did called Fifty Two Week. Yeah. Of uh, like it was before the new Fifty Two. That's kind of where they got the name from. But uh, they did Fifty Two, and she's well. Her first appearance is is I think number seven. And then there's of course the first appearance as Batwoman. So you kind of want to get both, but they're not that expensive on eBay. I would I would highly recommend picking up a copy, especially with this new show coming out because I think it's really really going to be badass oh, if that price hadn't already jacked up because of the show you know I was I was thinking about going and buying another one and maybe getting it graded well if you do get one go ahead and grab at least one more and you know I'll pay you back because <laughs> uh, Amazon hates me I get on there and end up spending way too much money I was, gonna show was that you. her what else was she in Ruby Rose She's done a lot of videos. No, there was a, a TV, a popular TV show. She Orange is the New Black. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. She was also what is it? John Wick. Yeah, she was like a badass in John yep. Wick too, wasn't she? Yep. She was like really badass. In yeah, the, she was that. Uh, the the girl towards the, the end. The death. That he the mute chick. No, 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 no. The other one. I don't remember exactly. I'm not going to fact check that. Yeah. I Googled so much stuff last episode. It was just all you heard was me banging on the keyboard. Yeah, I was I was laughing. I was, I was listening to it. So, anyway, I, uh, you really need to check that out. Um, I really like the Arrowverse stuff, man. Um, I've always loved Arrow. I've even gotten back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch back up to Arrow because it, it had like a dip. A couple of those seasons got kind of yeah. hard. Kind of got kind of, eh. But Flash is really good this season. You know, it went through a season where it was kind of meh. Well, I got to wait for both of them to pop up on Netflix so I can. Yeah, they will pretty soon, probably. Sit and watch them. Quick about that. Yeah. Used to they would wait till the season's over. Now they wait till about mid second season and then post the the first the, yeah, the they'll preseason. Yeah, they'll start so. putting them out there. I bet that's hard to keep up with now. It really is because. We watch it at work. Everybody at work on my shift in the office, and we're always talking about it. And I keep if telling your them, boss what, 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 to this, you're fired. No, I'm talking about we don't watch it at work. Oh, the people at work. The people that work at with you work all watch in it. the okay. office. We all watch it, and they're always talking about stuff. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's that's new season. I hadn't seen it yet. I wonder if that's ever happened. Like so many people have podcasts now. If somebody's like joked about something at work, and then they got fired because of it. Well, that's the reason I don't let anybody know where I work. <laughs> Not that any of my bosses would listen. But Just for the record, nothing I say on here is real. <laughs> this is all an act. That's right. I'm not even Kelly. I'm, I'm actually Bob. <laughs> I just made all that up to sound cool. <laughs> and it didn't work. <laughs> Nobody thinks I'm cool. Uh, so anyway, all, you, all y'all at work were talking about it and what? Every time they start talking about the new season, I have to tell them, like, whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. I hadn't seen it yet. 
So I'll either have to go and try to watch it on my phone or try to watch it during lunch break just to get caught up so they're not spoiling stuff for me, which I can't do right now because it's not on Netflix. So You know what I want to do? Like today. I've been thinking it's like we need a TV or movie night. I think I'm going to watch that new season of uh, The Ranch that's out. You remember last year when I had the flu? I mean, you sat here and here for and, four days and, and watched every episode. Watched all of the yes. ranch. It was my sick ass, your sick ass. You had the flu too, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, we both had type A. We had no. I had C. All right, we both had the same bad. one because we could still get up and function. We just couldn't. That's right. Barry had A and B. Yeah. At the house, and that's the reason I stayed over here, and ended up you had it too, and I was just like, you know what? Maybe be all right. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it wasn't great by any means, but mm. we had like a can of Lysol, a bottle of whiskey. A bunch of emergency. Emergencies, and we just just powered through. Like I, It got to the point we didn't even know whether it was day or night. Yeah. Because we would fall asleep and then wake back up. And, and then start an episode back like, over. Oh, I that one. <laughs> to be sick, dude, that was a good Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that was a good I Christmas say, break. I had fun being sick. <laughs> I don't want to, like, jinx myself. Like, oh, you like to be sick, huh? <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> yeah, I've got to get caught up on all of the CW right now. I'm, like, two seasons behind on Supergirl. I haven't really watched any. I didn't quit watching Supergirl, but I did. Like, I, it's not that I'm never going to go watch it. I'm just, I think I just got so far behind that I just, I'm not even really worried about That's it. That's what right happened now. to me. I think I'm more interested in, I'm staying caught up on The Flash. I'm going to catch up on Arrow. I'm way behind on Legends on Tomorrow, but I'm, I've been back watching it fairly regularly. I'm almost, well, I only watched part of season one of Legends of Tomorrow. But I went back and watched every crossover that has been, that they've done so far. With the exception of the newest one. Legends of Tomorrow isn't in this crossover. Really? Yeah, it's still good, though. It was almost too cumbersome last year's with them in it. I mean, they kind of are a crossover, you know? Yeah, kind of. I mean, they're like a spinoff of a spinoff of a spinoff. I went and, uh, like, they added this, the character Steel. And uh, I liked him so much that I went and bought the Steel number one, like his first appearance. Yeah. I think it's a CGC right now getting graded. Or CBCS, I can't remember. I gave it to Tim Lucas to get graded for me. Dude, I'm so far behind on my comic book day. I, I, I think it's been two months since I've went and bought a new one. Yeah, I'm way behind. Paydays just don't stretch out like they used to. <laughs> Man, Christmas. like It's funny like when you're having to buy all like, Christmas presents or something and like any disposable income you have is just not there yeah the comic books are like the first thing on my list to go that's that was mine anytime i had to drop anything it was comic books first comic then, books and bullets <laughs> you no know, then it was alcohol for me because oh, yeah. i don't drink a whole lot anyway especially right now are but, you doing the alcohol fast with us that'll be easy for you yeah i don't know how we're gonna do it especially if we have anthony camp's birthday party next weekend what what would be the date on that? The fifth. It's the eighth is when we start. Oh, okay. January eighth to February. They didn't want to do it January the first because the 
the football championship yep. game. They're like, oh, I ain't going to be sober through that. I'm speaking like, okay, of, fine. We'll yeah, just, speaking of that, we need to make sure I can get it over here. Yeah. It's on ESPN, so we're going to have to work some magic we'll somewhere. We'll have to pull it up on the computer. But, I, I mean, y'all don't even know. Do you don't even know for sure that don't they have to win one more game to go to the championship against somebody that's like really good? I mean, they're they're good, but they're not. I wouldn't call them really good. Isn't it? What is it? Oklahoma? They've lost like one game. Oklahoma and Clemson, I think both are still on the running. I don't know. I don't keep up with as much as y'all do, but well, I mean, I've been so busy here lately. I haven't got to keep up with it as much as I like, but. I've got other things that have been uh, occupying your time. Yeah, in a good way, of course. But still, when you're used to having as much free time as I used to have, me and Sean fired up this equipment last night at like eleven o'clock at night and started writing. Well, tracking out another song. See, I was already asleep by then. Yeah, I went. I went. I stayed up too late last night. I got a. Like, I made a conscious effort. I've been setting my alarm on my phone so that being off of work this long, I don't get my sleep schedule all jacked yeah, up. Yeah, mine's all jacked up. And I was up. doing good until, like, last night. I went to bed, like, super late, and then I woke up kind of late. I've literally been on day shift hours since I got off last Saturday. My alarm went off this morning. I was like, uh-uh, nope, <laughs> not today. Next week, I'll be back on my regular old schedule. Yeah, um, we're going to do our normal New Year's thing where we, like, well, shoot fireworks. I was going to talk to you about that later, offline, of course. But We need to try to beat our neighbors this year with the fireworks. We need to, but... The damn things are expensive, but, man, they're good. When you When you pay the extra money for the good stuff... It's, it's worth it. Well, dude, last year we ended up spending together almost $500. Shoot, you remember that one year where, like, everybody that came over oh, it's brought been, big yeah. stuff? And we I bet we had, like, a 1000 bucks worth of crap. Like, no kidding. Yeah, because me and you went and spent it was like a legit fireworks show. a piece. Like, everybody went to the fireworks stand and spent over $100, and there was a bunch of us. And Austin had bought all those, and then Anthony and them bought a bunch, Mar- and Barry bought a bunch, and there were yeah, some other people that came over that didn't, but, I mean, we still had enough to where it was it was showing up. We beat everybody that year. Well, I don't know what time Anthony's going to get here, but uh, you got anything else you want to... I don't know. I kind of like sitting and talking about the CW crossover stuff because that's something we really haven't touched on in forever not really like i said the only one i stay caught up on is flash and like thank god the season's been good because i just don't know what it was about that one with uh avatar was the it was guy. good but dude they drug it out it just, yeah i mean they could have wrapped all that up in a couple of episodes like it didn't really? have to be a whole season long and well even with the thinker it was really pulled way too far out but yeah. i mean it was it they were still good you wasn't trying to guess who he was you was just trying to guess what his end game was and that was really good you look forward to game of thrones coming back oh thinking, yes what month is that in when does that start march isn't it is it 
March or April? Let me look that up real quick. Yeah, we, we definitely want to fast school check school. on fact check on that one. Um, who do you think's gonna win? Who's gonna sit on the Iron Throne? The, the dragons. Throne? The dragons. They're gonna burn everybody. everybody. Be dead but the dragons. Yes, or? everybody's gonna be dead but the dragons. That's an interesting, morbid thing. <laughs> well, now you got the bad dragon now, and it's going to fight against the good ones, so you might lose another one. Well, that'd be all right, because then a dragon will still sit on it. I don't think he could fit. April. Damn, April is going to be a busy month. Yeah, it is. We got the Rural Festival. We got two the, cons we want to do. The cons, Game of Thrones, WrestleMania is usually in April, isn't it? That, yeah, because it's right around the same time as uh, Railroad Fest. Yep. April the 7th is WrestleMania. And Railroad Festival is either the 7th or the week next weekend. I don't think weekend. posted it yet. Let me look again. I looked the other day. It's usually the second week of April. They've, they've changed it before. It's like one year they moved it because they thought they would trick the rain or something. Like yeah. how the hell are you gonna like how you know you're not moving it to a weekend where it's gonna rain? I mean that's the whole thing about any kind of outside festival. And let me tell you, when it rains, ain't nobody shows up. No. No one. I mean it's I was like surprised we even you showed think up. The rain is acid. Cause it goes from being this huge like thousands of people to like, no, we're not going this rain. Yeah, we do the same thing. I mean, I've been to many concerts when pouring down rain. Concerts, but not railroad. Oh, you remember that year me and you went to go see Seether? Yeah, and it was like flooding outside. We didn't care. We still out there in it. I mean, once you get like soaking wet, there's not a dry spot on you. It's like you just stop caring. Yeah. Like it is what it is. And plus get a few beers and you doesn't hurt either. No. Suck trying to smoke, but. I bet. All right, well, when Anthony gets here, we'll jump back on here and we'll start talking about burr. Burr. I might actually drink one, then. All righty, then. All right, we'll be back in a flash. Shadow Stalkers Paranormal is a nonprofit organization, a level-headed team with a knowledgeable background who tries to explain and debunk not taking things solely as paranormal. They try to help their clients with an understanding about the paranormal. Shadow Stalkers Paranormal also gives back to the community by way of sponsorships such as this one, fundraisers for historical sites and individuals with terminal illnesses. They strive to make their team better and make a difference. You can find them on Facebook, facebook.com slash shadowstalkersparanormal38821. They're ready to believe you. Yeah, talk about that first. Talk about that first. Yeah. Because I had a question to ask you about that. I seen on the Google box today that I don't know his real name, the actor's name, but Dwight, old Iron Face, his character is going to be on Fear the Walking Dead. He's going to be a crossover character like uh, Lenny James, Morgan. Remind me what happened with him. I thought. Remember, I thought, uh, did he get away? He. I remember. Um, Daryl, Daryl gave him a little uh, pardon. Let him go. Yeah, that's right. And he went to go find his wife. He went to go find his wife. You think he found her? Think she'll be with him? I don't know. His name is Austin Emilio. Yeah. By the way, 
well, Austin Emilio is going to join the Fear, The Walking Dead, which has been like stripped basically. There's only like two, two maybe I think two people from the season one on there. Yeah, it feels like like not being a person that doesn't watch that show, but just from the as an outsider. It seems like that show's kind of gotten a reboot, like a soft I reboot. I think this last season was exactly what that was. Uh, because they got – and I, I thought it was going to be them clearing up funds, just clearing up money from the the actors they had. But um, they added actors that are, that are equally as good. So they probably cost just as much. Well, they, the cast didn't look like super well-known people like it's not like they had robert downey jr or anything they had jenna elfman uh i I can't remember what she's been in she's been in some stuff in the 90s she's more of a comedy actress but she's been in some stuff they have um the guy i don't know the guy's name but he was in he was the bad guy in last house on the left i believe i want to compare the ratings because in the end, that's what it's all about as far as the, the decisions they make. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's been nominated for a lot of – and it's won a lot of awards. I, I actually I, – I did. it was slow starting off, but I oh, actually – The seasons have been as follows. Average viewer in millions, 7.6, 4.19, 2.3, and 2.27. So it's, it's dropped every season. With I think the third season is the one that everybody said was the worst ever. It was like horrible. Uh, but well, it kind of it kind of planed out between those last two. It was a huge drop between one and two, oh, and a yeah. huge drop between two and three, but not big drop between three and four. It's um, it's 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 something. It's just content to me. It's just a filler until the real one comes back on. But it's interesting. I'll watch it. Let's compare that to the the mothership, which we're starting back on Walking Dead in what, February. So we're not too far out, are we? Not too far out. Average viewers in millions. Uh, starting with season one, you had five point two. Then it jumped up to six nine. Then it jumped up to ten seven. Then to 13.3, Then it dropped in season eight down to seven point eight. That's still a lot of people. Yeah, it's still a lot. That's a lot of people. I'm gonna say, watching a show. I'm gonna say season nine's increased. I'm gonna say it increased. Is what I'm gonna say. That's a big drop from eleven. From from seven to eight, eleven three five to seven eight two. Hey, it's a big drop. That's that's a lot of people. But man, they they were strong in what was that? Uh, season five, man. That's double what it was in season eight. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of people's eyeballs on a show. Watching a bunch of zombies. But I don't understand how they – I don't know how the ratings works. Because there's so many people that watch the shows on Netflix and stuff way later. They'll binge watch right. every episode. 
Does that that doesn't count because the ratings are, have already been posted? Right. So I don't I don't think it's. I don't know how they calculate it. I don't know how they calculate people that DVR it either. Uh, me neither. Uh, I think there's a. I think they mentioned that on some podcasts I listened to about uh, DVD sales, like people who just buy the season, people who just watch it on on uh, DVR, people who stream it, and uh, there's a way of calculating the illegal downloads as well that they calculate things. Oh, I'm sure they do. <laughs> I bet they calculated a lot of it of the illegal stuff. All right, so uh, is that all you had on that? Before yeah, you I just to seen the- that today when I was at lunch, and I thought that was interesting. Uh, it'd be it's going to be neat or how they incorporate him into the the Fear the Walking Dead cast. It's going to be because. Morgan's there, and I think Morgan wouldn't know who he is, right? <laughs> I mean, is he going to be mm. oh, yeah. antagonist, prunt, whatever you want to call all those people? Is he going to be a good guy or a bad guy? What's he going to be? Well, when he was on The Walking Dead, he well, he did flip back and forth. He flipped lot. back and forth. But he was bo- mostly a, a double agent. Right. But then kind of a triple agent. Mm-hmm. But more of a double agent. Like, he was against Negan the whole time. He was in a bad situation. Yeah. Maybe... Morgan will understand the, you know, the complication of the situation. Right. He he understands how it falls under the category of it's complicated when it comes to whether or not he's a good guy or a bad guy. Right. And, yeah, and he's been walking from Virginia to Texas, and he's going to be walking through, and Morgan's going to say, Dwight, you need people. You've got to have people. <laughs> you can't be alone. Was that a an impression of? I uh, know it was not. It was just, but that's what that's what he says all the time. He, yeah. He's either back and forth. You got to have people, or you don't need people, or yeah, you got to be alone. Away, yeah. well, you you got to have people. Yeah. That's his flop back and forth since season one. Was he also goes back and forth between right. like badass ninja warrior to psycho? <laughs> right. He just don't. sort of like well Rick did too. It's him and uh, Crazy Rick talking on the phone that ain't plugged in and shit. Him and Jesus. <laughs> then all of a sudden he's leading the whole rebellion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, we got some beer. We made beer. We made beer. We made 15 gallons. I meant to ask you today. Did did no, we, we made, did we, we make that? Did we make a kit? Did you make a kit? We were going to buy a kit and make it. Did we do that? Yeah, that's your peanut butter. Your peanut butter brown ale is a kit. Okay. So the peanut butter isn't part of the stout that we made? No. We bought a kit. Okay. Peanut butter brown ale. Because we did this around Thanksgiving, so I don't remember. Yeah, peanut butter brown ale. So we've had, that's, we've had, we've had this keg of peanut butter in, in here for a while. Longer than the stout, yeah. Okay. And the stout was originally we made what fifteen gallons of the stout. Uh, we made uh, we made eight gallons. Of stout. That's right. It was fifteen total, counting yeah. the kit. Right. Oh, okay. Now I'm remembering. We made eight gallons of milk stout. Is what we made. And I took, I bottled, well, we made eight gallons, and after fermentation and 
secondary from the two buckets, I ended up with around seven gallons of beer, six and a half gallons of beer. I pulled a gallon off, gallon and a half off. Bottled it, right? And bottled it as a milk stout. And then I took the rest, which gave me a, about right at five and a half, six gallons. Mm-hmm. And we kegged that at, well, I put three and a half ounces of coffee in it and four ounces of cocoa nibs that have been soaking in Westerson vodka for two weeks to make like a, a cocoa extract. And I put that in there for about a week and a half. So in the kegerator mm. right now, of course, I know we got the peanut butter. And the other keg is the coffee chocolate. Yeah, yes. So the ba- the base was a milk stout. Right. And it's a milk stout because it's got the lactose it's sugar. It's got the lactose sugar in it. So you started with that was kind of your baseline. And from there you went and put chocolate and coffee. Right. To make it a coffee chocolate stout. It's basically kind of like a breakfast stout. It's not real coffee. There's a little chocolate hints to it. Uh, so like you're saying, to get the chocolate, you soak the cocoa nibs in vodka. Right. And then dumped it in there. Dumped it in there. Now to get the coffee, you actually put coffee in there. I put coffee grounds in a cheesecloth and just uh, dumped them in the second. Dumped them in the, in the bucket. And let oh, you just soak. let it float? Just let them float. Oh, okay. Love and the, and what you've bottled is just a, is just a straight... I bottled some stout. of them. I try. I, I bottled some of both, the coffee stout and the milk stout. I got some bottled of each, before and after. So you you're actually talking about three different beers here. Two, two different beers. Just two different beers. Yeah. Okay. So you didn't do one that was just chocolate. No, I did not do that. Okay. That was my intent, but after the uh, I had a fermentation issue. I don't think we talked about that. Yeah, let's talk uh, about that because. I mean, I think I recorded a a segment on my phone of us brewing this beer back yeah. in November. I uh, they didn't have the yeast. I probably re- need to play it before yeah. this. Yeah, they didn't have the yeast that the recipe called for when we went and picked it up in the homebrew store. The yeast that I would originally got when we brewed, we brewed that milk stout twice, and the yeast that we brewed it the first two times they didn't have. So. Uh, Mark recommended a, a different strand of yeast, and that's what we used. Well, when I pitched that yeast, it uh, it reacted a whole lot faster and quicker, like it was aggressive. <laughs> I come in for off night shift that morning, and I heard something. I thought I had a water leak. It was <laughs> it was going it crazy, was boiling, and it done that for about three days and stopped. And uh, which is supposed to be less less violent, but for a longer amount of time right. is what you're used and, to seeing. Uh, and I didn't hit the. You know, I was weird. It was new. It was a different situation. I, it's the first time I'd scaled up a recipe because it was a five gallon recipe. Then I scaled up to eight, and uh, I done that with a brewer's friend brewer's friend uh, website. That they have a recipe building kit on there, and I scaled it up with it, but uh. The estimated gravity, which is the sugar content I get out of the the grains, was a pretty. It's almost ten points higher than what the recipe called for. 
but the uh the way you when you put your yeast in there you start off with a certain gravity your yeast eats it off and you end up at a certain gravity and those, right, that's how you calculate your alcohol that's how you calculate your alcohol well i was too fixed on the last number the last number like i need to hit that number it says what i wasn't thinking about was the points lost i started this i ended this this is how many points lost and when i started freaking out and trying to say oh my god i messed up oh my god I messed up the points lost was the same i was just too fixated on that last number oh, i see and uh so it basically all worked out in the it wash. all worked out in the wash but uh it all it tastes good it is good i didn't i didn't have I bottled some of it and blow up. It's hard for it to be an exact <laughs> science, man, because... Oh, yeah. There's so many... There's so many variables. Like, say, the temperature. Mm-hmm. Or the conditions are... I well, mean, that's so the, many different things can change little things like that. That's the most significant difference between a commercial brewer and a home brewer. Is yeah. We cannot have the exact same thing every time. Consistency is, is difficult. Right. I think if we made a beer and wrote everything down perfectly and a year later made that exact beer and we kept a bottle of oh, the two beers going to taste gonna different. It's going to be a different beer. Yeah. It's going to be different. Like the beers we And bought. an average person may, may not could tell the difference. Right. But I feel like we probably could. After we drink five gallons of it, of course we can. <laughs> but somebody who later? just comes in here and drinks one and then leaves and then comes back. And drinks another one. <coughs> I have a cough. I think I should drink a little bit of this. Yeah, get it out. Like that. I wish there was a way. Like this would get tedious and cumbersome, and it, it just wouldn't work. But I almost wish we could somehow preserve a, like a bottle from each batch we do for reference. Oh yeah. Beer doesn't go bad as quickly as people think it does. No, it, well, it does you, go bad. If you refrigerate it, it'd be okay. As long as you put it in the refrigerator. After it, after it bottle conditions, I mean, that means I put a I put sugar in the beer and then bottle it, and it, it naturally carbonates with the yeast that's left over. That's what bottle condition means. Oh, you didn't use the tabs? That's what that's it is. I, okay. I put the tabs are the sugar. Uh, by doing that, once it's carbonated, uh, I put it in the refrigerator. And cool it back down, and that that kills all the yeast. Basically, they're still in there trying to work or wanting to work. And yeah, it, you can probably I guess you can store it. As long as you know, what I mean, you ain't got to have it freezing. But yeah, I think it would be good to do that. Keep, I think it's a bottle from every batch. I think it's we've figured out we've been brewing for a year now, and we figured out that. The the next to the last beer out of the keg tastes better than the first one. I mean, because it's sat there and it's aged and it's got better and it's settled in, you know. It's kind of like marinating a steak. See, I used to be of a totally different mind. Matter of fact, on these light beers, they talk about, like, the you know, remember Bud Light was putting that Born On date right. on there and they were trying to get the beer straight out of the brewery, yeah. straight to your mouth as quickly as possible and... Oh, uh, yeah. you know, I've I always heard about like, oh, man, don't drink that beer. It's been in my refrigerator for like three weeks. It's it, green. It's fine. 
Yeah, it's fine. And the fact, fact of when it comes to craft beers, I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't think the same is true for like Bud Light and stuff like that. But these craft beers, we've proven one thing's for sure: age does yeah. wondrous things to alcohol. Yeah, you have some. You, I mean, take the mead for example. It went from undrinkable yeah. to meh. If you have a <laughs> yeah, meh. That's still a long way. If though. you have a high alcohol content, it's going to be better later on. Now. A IPA, if you have a big, big boy IPA, it that's not high in alcohol, just a normal IPA, you could use some bit, lose some bitterness over time. Uh, yeah, we had so one that a, was pretty bitter. So there's kind a, of mellowed there's out. a fine line between that. But any kind of, I guess, a darker beers, I mean, or big. It's mainly the big bold beers. Like if we made a barley wine, I would not want to drink a barley wine after we, you know, ferment, secondary, carbonate drink. I would not want to do that. I mean, like we've been doing. We, we yeah. usually go pretty quick. I mean, I would want to, I'd want a barley wine that's going to be, you know, a good 10 or 11% alcohol. It'd have to probably sit six months before it'd be, it would be good. But after a year, it'd be great. But uh, it'd be a big beer. You wouldn't be able to drink Three or four of those in a night. You'd want, you know, I don't even think you'd drink a pint. You drink a pint of barley wine, you'll have a buzz. <laughs> you'd, yeah. I want to make some barley wine. We will. And the thing is, it's the it's the style of barley wine that I'm trying to figure out what I want. A lot of there's American barley wine, there's an English barley wine. I don't want a Imperial IPA. That's what I don't want, which is some people call a barley wine. I don't want a big hot monster this high in alcohol. It's so high in alcohol, it's I think a barley if wine. If we did one like that, if we did an Imperial IPA, I would want to like literally age the hell out of it. Like, don't even. Yeah. We got enough kegs now, we could keg. Right, we could keg one. And just put it aside, like, like as long as we did the mead. Yeah. Like, mo- like six months. Mm-hmm. That's what I would want to do. Man, that would be good. <laughs> yes. Shoot. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm in, in agreement. A hundred percent. I mean, we, of course, we're gonna have to bottle a couple to drink. You know what I'm saying? When it gets, here and there, here and there. Done, but, but if we lose the main it, bulk of the supply, if needs we, to sit. If we lose a bottle and let it sit there in the back of the closet for two years, it'll be all right. So what you're saying was that we need to make ten gallons. Ten gallons. We need to keg five and hide the keg. Put it in an attic or somewhere out of sight, out of mind. That's where we can do our rinse beer. Because the thing about if we done a ten, if we done a five, oh, if you did that, oh if yeah, if we done a five gallon <laughs> barley wine, Marks, all right, to, to, Marks is wanting to utilize every bit of sugar we extract from grains because we go by the grains and you rinse the grains off, and that's where you boil to get your beer. Well, Mark always wants to rinse them another time and make a lighter beer. It was actually your idea to start with, right? It was. And you got my gears to turn, and I'm like. You mean we can make more beer with what we already have? <laughs> well, it hasn't worked yet. <laughs> no, not yet. But the but, uh, Wright brothers didn't fly with their first airplane. Uh, Did they? But if we make something <laughs> as big. Now, the thing about it is we haven't made anything as bold as a barley wine. Now, the biggest thing we made was the Raptor Piss, which is about 7.5% alcohol. Uh, now, if we made a barley wine. But even it mellowed out after a little while. Oh, yeah. You it was good. That? It was great. Now, if we made a barley wine, which is upper 12%, it's going to be a grain bill from hell. You know, we're going to have 
you know, 20, 25 pounds of grain. Now, if we rinse that, we could probably get a four and a half to four percent alcohol beer out of the rinse. <laughs> I log into Facebook. That's <laughs> so, so yeah, we can rinse your, uh, we can rinse the barley wine. Yeah, that would be cool. And then, would you want to age that or no? We need the rinse. No rinse. We would just make it like a, I don't know, a pale ale or something. Or a, a light beer. I don't know. Really, if you make a rinse beer, the only thing you're wasting is yeast. And right. Yeast is cheap. Yeast and hops. Well, I mean, you've already got the hops. Even. Well. Even, oh no no no! You're right because the the rinse is rinsing the, the starches. But really, we the all the beer some of the beers we brewed we've used like quarter ounces and half ounces. So we've accumulated some little bags in the refrigerator of a quarter ounce of this, a half ounce of this, a quarter ounce of this. We could just dump them in there. Hey, and, and if you're uh, and say to hell with it, this is what we're making. Yeah, so I, that's why I logged into the Facebook because we were talking to that guy Chris Ransom. Yes, we're gonna have him on the show, and uh, maybe he can give us some insight on some of the stuff we're trying to figure out as we go. Because we still have one thing we have yet to master, and to me, I thought it would be the simplest thing. It's carbonation. Is getting our carbonation right, because. Basically, carbonation, forced carbonation works like that. Well, let me back up. Most people, when they first start homebrewing, aren't going to have a kegerator. So, forced carbonation is not going to be an option. They're going to have to bottle their beer. Right. You bottle it, you pour the sugar in the bucket, stir yeah. it up, and bottle it. And you got just enough sugar in there, and there's just enough yeast left over to buble it and right. make it pressurized and carbonation. Voila. Or pour it in there with no sugar and then put the little. Do a little cat, and put little, a little sweet tart thing. In sweet there, tarts which, in there, just enough, which the, is just enough sugar to do the same thing. The thing about somebody starting out, if they get an extract kit, it's going to come with a little bag of sugar to car bottle to to bottle it. So they're going to put the sugar in the bucket. Yeah, you'll and uh, then bottle it. Right, that's they're not going to use the little tabs. You buy a little kit, it comes with a fermenter. But those little tabs are like little, basically like little flavorless. It's an exact amount of sugar, sugar to carbonate a twelve ounces, a twelve ounce bottle. A 12 to 16 ounce bottle. Well, now, how come we almost blew the daggum roof off this place with the growlers? Was it too much? It's shit? just, it was, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was just so loud. I mean. It sounded like a gun this, uh, going off. Cause, well, I first, turned my head when I opened the second one. <laughs> first of all. I'm losing an eye. On the, bar, on the bag for the carbonation drops. You look tough with that eye patch on. How'd you lose it? A knife fight? <laughs> no, I was opening a beard. <laughs> yeah. The carbonation drops, they says one for a 12 ounce, two for a 22 ounce. It says nothing. About a thirty-six ounce bottle. You're like pee for plenty. Let's <laughs> yeah, I just so I just said three will work. Oh uh, Jesus! And uh, I do have a coffee stout bottled in one of those uh, Papa V's growlers. By the way, just so you know. Of what? Of the coffee stout. I have one bottled in there. I'm more interested in just a baseline milk stout. Oh, I have two of those left. In have twelve I tried that? in twelve ounce bottles. Well, we, yeah, that's what was in the kegerator. For like two brews in a row. Oh, but anyway, back to what I was saying. It's like that's how you would carbonate if you were were, were doing bottles. 
which most beginner right. brewers are. Right. Now, we have a kegerator. Exactly. And we have homebrew kegs, which means, well, they're just, they're, soda they're like the kegs you buy, but they're reusable. Re- they're, they're they have s- a pop top. Soda thing. kegs. They're, yeah, they're soda kegs. That's what they call them. Or a corny. And there's two different kinds of those, but we won't get into that because it really don't matter. Oh. <laughs> uh, but when you have a kegerator, you have CO2 tank in it because you have to have the pressure to push. Well, you know how you, when you go to a keg party and they got a pump, <laughs> basically, and yeah, and you're, they're pumping there while you're doing the keg stand, yeah. there's somebody pumping. Yeah, we don't need that. We don't need, we don't need that. We've, yeah. uh, we've got CO2 to do that for us. But we're too old. That's, yeah. the, that's the drawback. When you get old enough to afford a kegerator, you're too old to do a keg to do a keg stand. You're above, <laughs> and you're above pumping your own beer. <laughs> so you just pull the handle, the CO2 pushes the beer out. Right. Now, there's this funny fun little trick because to push beer out from the keg into your glass, you only need about uh, eight, ten. Some no less than that. Less than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, these are off. Oh, yeah. We don't need any. For over a week. Once, there, once the cake's pressurized. Once it's pressurized, it's pressurized. Yes. And, and, it's, and then it's carbonated, which I'm getting ahead, but, and it makes its own pressure at that point. So it kind of feeds. You remember that time it fed back into the system? Yeah. And we're like, how do we gain pressure? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I'm getting ahead. Uh, that same thing that pushes the beer out into the glass, if you torque it some bitch, <laughs> up to about 20, 25. For a couple of days, it will force carbonate the beard. It actually forces air into uh, into the liquid. The, the, yeah, it's like it's a, a, some molecular. Thing. It's a, uh, yeah, it's uh, it the, the the gas gets into the liquid. It, it's called in suspension. It, it, yeah, it's like infusing. It, it turns the gas into carbonic acid. Yeah. Did I get too many words there? Too many. You didn't words. do too many syllables. <laughs> I think that's how it works. I, listen, uh, I don't know the exact terminology, but anyways, anyways, if you if you turn the carbonation up really high, it will it will carbonate your beer. Right. Then what you do is you return it to serving pressure, which you know was around at that point anyway, about four or five. But actually, we've just been shutting the valve. Like those valves are completely off. Right. Both of those beers, they have been, and it, they're still. Got plenty of pressure. It's the science of it that we haven't figured out. We haven't fine tuned it. Right. We haven't got it. We've got beer. There's probably some home brewers out there that are like way above us in levels that are banging their head and like going, You idiots. That's that's why. (laughs) That's that's why you have like hella head on your beard. (laughs) Just wait a little bit. It'll go away. Uh, That's why why I'm going to go to the the little meeting Monday. This coming Monday? Yeah, we'll pull it up. It, was, it should be on there somewhere. Oh, under this message thread? Yeah. yeah. We'll have to talk about that. Yeah. And uh, I'm planning on going. I'm going to miss the championship. Half of it. To go see it. Um. Yeah, there's, there's something we're missing somewhere. Because when I was first started watching videos on forced carbonation, like I was thinking like we were being too aggressive with it. But dude, I've seen them. They get crazy. They get crazy. They'll take the keg and put it in their lap. Yeah. And turn it up to like thirty, and they'll sit there and bounce their knees yeah. up and down because, for one, if you turn the keg on its side, you have a, a wider surface area of the beer for the CO two right. to penetrate. 
rather than just the round, the skinny round top. It's the whole flat side, basically, of mm-hmm. the liquid. And then you rock it back and forth to agitate it. You can hear it. I've done one that right. way. You can hear it, that happening. You can yeah. like feel it kind of going in there. There's another like way. Like if you were holding a basketball while somebody was pumping it up. Now that I've changed those fittings out on the uh, the lines, I've got those quick connects kind of for the uh, – so we can sh- swap back and forth easily between a um, commercial keg and a homebrew keg just by, you know, it ain't a whole lot of trouble to undo the lines and hook them back up. Uh, we can actually swap the, the, the liquid line with a gas line and put the gas through the liquid hole on the keg. That way, the gas comes in from the bottom instead of the top. Yeah, but then won't we, won't we have to start cleaning and sanitizing our gas lines? No, too? no, because it's just gonna it's an in only. Okay. But instead of the gas coming in from the top and forcing itself down into the beer, it will come in from the bottom and come up through the beer, and be that much quicker. Hmm. Um. But like, like I was saying, like I was watching these these dudes. They're like professionals. Oh yeah. And they did the same thing we're doing, and, and even like more sloppily than we're doing. Like they, they're like ah, crank it up, brrr, shake, shake, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they get it all, they get it all cranked up and carbonated, and they'll like they'll be drinking it within twenty minutes, and they just turn it back down to serving pressure. We did the same thing, and like we've had different results, like this. It usually winds up evening out over time, but what we wind up with is like a real head-centric beer. And then there was that one time that we had to go back and turn it back yeah, up because yeah. the head like died. Yeah, that was on the we had the, dead head. the Raptor piss. We don't know what happened on that, but I, I think I that. think that was the we we realized on that when I kegged this coffee beer, we realized the uh, the top wasn't sealing properly and i think that's the keg that had the raptor piss oh and that's well, we would have lost co2 i think it was i but changed it also the, making CO2. i changed the o-ring and i don't know if that fixed it i got the i got the hiccups but uh also i have to remember that you know one time like used to i was of the mindset like okay these hoses are 10 cents a foot. <laughs> yeah. I'm not cleaning another hose as long as I right. live. But that proved to be a pain in the ass. Yes, it does. But So one of the times I changed out the hoses, the hose wasn't long enough. Right. I didn't know until Mark Fancher told us later. Because I thought, well, you got to go from this thing to this thing, and anything else is a waste. But no, the longer the hose, the better. Yeah, he said you need excess. Yeah. I didn't know that. The long, yeah. We need one of those hoses we need to repair. So some of our issues might have been with... On those lines, right? Because be that on one line's too short. But we should go ahead and fix that. Yeah. We probably need to change it out anyway because I really don't feel like I feel like there's people that sanitize their lines less than us, but I don't feel like we <laughs> sanitize our lines quite enough. Well, I cleaned those lines pretty good the last time. We got a good right. system though. Yes. And we don't lose pressure. Right. Like air doesn't get in it. Right. Like outside right. contaminants. And I like that we have a keg with 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 star sand mixed up, and we just run it through that bad yeah, boy. Yeah, we run it through it. And so. then now we have those little things to close off the. Yes, that's the little help cap a lot. tap tap cap. Yeah. That's we have accessories little, now. It's probably a little overkill on it, but it's fine. I mean, I'd rather overkill than <laughs> underkill. 
No little bugs can crawl up in there. Flies get up in there. And Man, how often did the monks sanitize stuff when they were making beer in caves? Man, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you keep going back to that. It's like the people that invented beer that still make the best beer in the world to this day, they make it in caves they're cl- they're cl- they're with their feet in the mud. But their climate's cold. And that's the key. True. It's not a bacteria-loving climate they don't, like Mississippi. They don't really. live in Mississippi. They don't have swamp ass. <laughs> yeah, no. Let's just, just, just be honest here. Right. That, yeah. We should make a beer called Mississippi Swamp Ass. I think that needs to happen. Uh, Keep talking. I'm going to get a beer if you want one. Uh, give me a, yeah. Give me an ultra, I guess. Oh, uh, you got that IPA in there. Oh, uh, yeah. But I need an ultra. I worked today. Got up early. I don't need that much alcohol. I may or may not have accidentally drank one of those IPAs that's, last night. That's fine. But you still got two more. Is there a Yingling light in there? Yeah. Give me one of them. I've accrued, I've accrued plenty of them somehow. I think you forget you have them. Uh, what? I think you forget you have them and don't drink them. I think I, I'm in the guy to be in the mood to drink them. Oh, really? I've even got like, I got almost a 12 pack in the house. Oh, really? They're not a bad beer, though. No, but it's, uh, it's just one of those things. I, I guess I got to be in the mood. Like sometimes I'm just like, man, I want to eat. And it's and it's and it's just they're cheap. Yeah, I mean, and they're tall boys. This is a 16 ounce can. You can get them for drink. yeah, yeah. And again, yeah, me and uh, you remember when you couldn't get Yingling in Mississippi? Yeah, it's just yeah, came within when, the last, uh, within the last year when Killjoy would be on tour. Yeah. Me and Trey called Yingling our road beer because we could get it on the road because we were anywhere other than Mississippi. <laughs> it's um, if Yingling would have been, I know it's the oldest brewery in, in the United States, Yingling is. And if it would have been a staple in Mississippi back when I was 21 and drinking when I was a child and 16. It would have been the beer. I was going to say, I doubt you waited until the legal <laughs> yeah, age before you started consuming uh, alcohol. Because I didn't drink beers when I was young because I didn't like it. I didn't drink start drinking beer really until Killian's Red was on the market. I developed a taste for it quite quickly. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I drank one here and there. But, like uh, when my mom handed me a bottle of milk when I was a baby. You said, like, well, she's just Bud Light. Middle Light. That's what you drank when I met you was Middle Light. Yeah, well, especially back then, my rate of consumption dictated that I had to drink a light beer. Otherwise, I would have weighed 500 pounds. Well, that was just a thing. Everybody drank a light yeah, beer. Yeah, nobody did. drank it. Nobody knew. Like, I remember it's so funny looking yeah. back now because it hasn't been that many years ago when I thought I was a badass drinking a Sam Adams. Not, right. not that there's anything against Sam Adams. I love it to this day. But I thought I was like, I thought that was craft beer. Like, that was special. Well, it was beer. the craft beer at the time. Yeah. I mean, Killian's. It, you know, we'd go to Ruby Tuesdays and get you a big tall boy Killian's and them big old huge cowboy mugs. Yeah. That was, that was the times. I got the Sam Adams people on the line and they're not happy. Well, no, I love Sam Adams. I, 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 I do, but like the way I feel about, say, a Hopsecutioner from it's Atlanta totally different. is like, to, like that's how I feel now about what I felt then about like mm-hmm. Sam Adams. Yeah. Like, oh, this is this neat little thing I've discovered. It's called Sam Adams. And it, it's crazy because, like, Laura, my, uh, you know, my wife, she would drink a Bud Light, you know, with salt in it, like a redneck. You know, she'd drink a, a Coors Light or something. Uh, she'll drink a Guinness now. You know, but when she was in her 20s, 
she wouldn't. She thought it was horrible. But now she's, you know, our tastes mature. Your taste mature. She that's her. That's what she craves now, is a Guinness. And I can see it because I do too. Because you know, speaking of a speaking of Bud Light, I I've, I saw this commercial <clears throat> like before Thanksgiving, and I it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I think, and then I forgot about it because I hadn't seen it again, and I saw it again tonight. Like when you're on your way over, <laughs> and it's this commercial. It's a Bud Light commercial, and it's this like medieval times. Uh-huh. And these kings are sitting around having this feast. Uh, Have you seen it? Oh yeah, I've seen it. And he's it. like, "Oh, you got to try this from our basement. It's got a, a yeah. this." And he's describing it, and he's he's like using all these like terms, right? And he's like, "Oh, just bring me a Bud Light, and throw this guy in the wine cellar." <laughs> and they're like, "Ooh, the wine cellar," and it's really the dungeon, right? And I'm like, "Why do I take a little bit of offense to that? It's almost like a dig at craft beer. It people. is. It is a dig, even though those were like more wine people. I think." Well, but they were using some of the same terminology. Yes, yeah, like it's got did, a good finish and a good color. They do the same thing. But, but they're they, also insulting themselves at the same time, saying that, hey, don't worry about things that are complicated and awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Drink our basic beer. <laughs> yeah, basic white girl beer. Uh, <laughs> hey, so you're in a frat. I got the basic white girl people on the lawn. And <laughs> so, they're not happy. Well, I mean, that's what, you know, I mean, I've had people. And they're I, drinking Starbucks. I've by the way. been drinking like. A nine percent alcohol, a hundred twenty minute IPA, Hoss beer, and, and we gotta pe- break another beer called Hoss. And people drinking a Miller Lite or Bud Light will go. They don't drink that girly stuff. I'm like, are you serious? Are you in a frat? <laughs> Look what you're drinking. And they don't, they don't, they don't get it. They just think it's not redneck, so it's not manly. <laughs> so I just remind them. I hey, I drank that in high school. Which is what I drank when I was in, well, before I was supposed to be drinking. Man, it will mess you up. It's a whole different animal. I could get some of the crazy, you know, pumpkin spice, coconut, birthday cake. Birthday cake beer. Birthday cake brown ale beer. You know, know, the novelty stuff is what I call it. Kind of like our our peanut butter brown ale. But, uh. Well, see, this is, okay, this is the difference to me. Um, on the surface, on paper, our milk, stout, coffee, peanut butter sounds, <laughs> you know, not very manly. Mm-hmm. But it's not sweet. I, I, oh, I no, think no, that's no, the no. thing. It's not like drinking a Bud Light lime. I think you know, it's this. This isn't. You get the 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 coffee, and the chocolate right. As like a, as like a wang, it's a, it's a, but it's not like sweet like chocolate. Right. Now, it's not like you're drinking freaking say, chocolate. When milk. I say chocolate, I mean baker's chocolate. I don't mean yeah. sweet, semi-sweet uh, milk chocolate. It's a. Uh, I think when you talk about like fruits, like sweet fruity shit, that's when you get like yeah, soccer mommy. Oh yeah, but uh, when we say sweet, I don't think like I even Kella, Kella's like I don't know what y'all talking about sweet. That ain't sweet. But it is. It's sweet. You know, most people who know a little bit about it. Well, I think Kelly's getting there now. Even Barry. He's slowly coming Barry's over to the getting there. Barry's starting to change his Oh, definitely. Barry there. was just strictly a Bud Light guy. Like Bud Light. Throw and through. Bud Light, Bud Light, Bud Light. Yeah. He, he cusses us every time he has to buy Dos Equis now. <laughs> yeah, because we, uh, we corrupted him. <laughs> it's hard not to like once you get a taste for it, but... It's fun because it's not something you could, would, or should drink all the time. Oh, no. 
You can't. You can't play. It's like you just said, just then, toss me Yingling light because you can't. You know, I've already had a, yeah, a heavy. It's nothing. I mean, this. I mean, light beer and the, the, these beers has its place. I it's mean, like Kim Coleman calls them chasers. If I want, I if I want filler, if I'm on the beach, filler beer. If I'm on the beach in the summer, I don't want to craft beer. I mean, but again, you got to think volume. If you're if you're yeah. like drinking for the for the day, day? yeah, no. like a football game comes on at like four o'clock in the <laughs> yeah, afternoon, yeah, I'm not, yeah, and your butters are coming over that night, and you plow through craft beer that whole time, know, yeah. you're going to be in the hospital, <laughs> yeah. with an IV uh, in your liver. Yeah, I mean, if I'm gonna play a game of beer pong, I'm not gonna. You're get, not gonna get. I'm not gonna get. IPA. I'm not gonna get Trappist. Ooh, <laughs> beers. Speaking of beer pong, we should play a game of beer pong. Yeah, so, that's where light beer reigns supreme. Right. And I think everyone will agree you should play beer pong with light beer. We should play beer <laughs> pong. Because you will get trashed. <laughs> we should play beer pong with light beer we made. I'm going to make my light beer just to play beer pong with. I'm going to call it beer pong. Well, you know, I'm fixing to try to drop about 20 pounds, so. Maybe it's maybe it's time to play beer pong to make a light beer. I'm gonna I'm gonna I, that's what I was thinking about. That was on my list that I didn't bring. I mean to kick your my, my uh yeah. I wrote down what we need to brew for the spring. We need to brew in January. So we need. I was thinking a dry stout, which is you know a Guinness clone or something, uh, or a red ale, and or. A cream ale or a, a Kentucky Common, which is basically the same thing, which is basically a American light beer. I want to get a whiskey barrel. I've looked into and age some shit in that. I've looked into them. I've looked into prices. I want a sherry barrel. Uh, get me a sherry barrel. I haven't looked barrel. into those, but I have looked into them. I mean, now we've got whiskey companies. That that bottle of whiskey I bought for you was made in Jackson. Uh, the, that bottle of whiskey I bought was made in... Uh, Canton? Yeah. Mississippi? Well, if John Emerald get on the phone John and, and, and become our sponsor, I mean, good God, y'all owe us a barrel already. We already giving we, you free advertising. We've already drank a barrel of John Emerald. <laughs> Where's our barrel? Yeah, give us a barrel we emptied for y'all. We emptied That's a barrel. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. Just all you kind of owe me. <laughs> if we give you the bottles back, if we give you the bottles back, would you give us the barrel? Yeah, That's we'll trade you vessel for vessel. <laughs> vessel it's even We swap. still buying and drinking it the same <laughs> yeah. way. We just want our container. And I'll throw a... Uh, McDonald's don't charge you for the cup. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll throw some beer in that barrel. And uh, I'll give you some of the beer when I'm done. Woo, that'd be some good shit. Some beer aged good in, Lord. A, in a, like a top shelf. That's what we need to go. We need to drive down to Opelika, mm, Opelika Alabama. And uh, go down to the tour. Do a tour of the uh, John Emerald. I think good. I tried to contact them. That was pretty. I I think he was going to. I, I, think I looked him up. To contact him. Do it to it, Mark Lane. Get on that shit. <laughs> I mean, it's a whiskey company. I mean, you call them and be like, "Hey, Mark, how you doing?" Right in Alabama. In Bal- Opelika. I mean, how? What kind of? Exactly. That's an awesome name, right? I guess. I can't see what it's close to. It's like right next door to. Auburn. Oh, because you're at Alabama. Uh, yeah, roll tide. Uh, and that championship game is when? Monday? Monday. That's a weird day to have a championship game. They always game. have it on Mondays. They? Well, they've had it for the few, for the last few years. It's been on a Monday. I don't know why. I don't either. They want to make people take off. Well, I bet it's hard to take off that day. 
Oh, I got all. <laughs> a lot of Bammer fans. Yeah, they're all hard. Yeah. Hmm. I had one ask me on the way home when I was walking out today. Did you get off? I was like, yeah, I did. He's like, all right. Oh, so you're off. The, yeah, you're yeah I'm taking. I took off. Well, you want to uh, wrap up this beer talk and then come back and do a quick outro? Yeah. We yeah. talked a long time about beer, didn't we? No, this is, there's two more oh, okay. segments on I've seen an hour and a half. I was like, I ain't even been here that long. How'd that happen? This will actually be a shorter, well, it'll be about the same length. Yeah. All right, anything else you want to say about the beer? Uh, No. All right, meow. All right, meow. Those new band shirts look awesome. Where did you get those done? At Anarchy Design. They do screen printing now? Oh yeah, they do professional custom screen printing at a very competitive rate. Well, where can I find them? Look them up on Facebook, facebook.com slash anarchydesign69, or email them at anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. You can check out some of their work on their Facebook page. When you're ready to order, you can send them your idea, or they can design it for you. It's a one-stop shop for all your screen printing needs. That's anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. It's a one-stop shop for all your screen printing needs. That's anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. All right. We're back. We're back doing an outro for episode 106. Is it 106? Yeah. Did you finish 105? Yes, Oh, I did not see the F word in 105, by the way. It, did you see where I thought it did? No, and I even went back twice and listened. Okay. But I definitely didn't say it. We're going to listen to it again. When we get done with this, I will pull it up, and I need you to show me where you think I okay. said the F word. Because usually if I do let something slip that I want to edit out, I'll say something effective. I'll have to edit that out. Right. You know, or oops, or something. I'll acknowledge it. Cool. Or even if somebody else says it. But, well, well, surprisingly, it, Sean has, has not, been good. Not dropped a bomb. Man, he's been like on his best behavior. Um, I'm actually looking forward to finishing up that uh, Metallica. Metallica thing. And uh, I w- I'll go ahead and tell him your suggestion because I'm going to do that. Tell him. That's a good idea. It's a good idea. I'm going to do uh, it. I'm gonna do- I don't know how to do it, but I'm I'm sure I can figure it out pretty easy. Oh yeah, you can do it. Yeah, y'all are y'all are picking y'all so. Well, I just I don't know how to do it on like I'll have to do it on my Spotify account. You can, yeah, but it's because like real pop culture don't have a Spotify. True. Well, can you do that? Could I make like a ca- a real pop culture category and put a playlist under that? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, there's a way. There's got to be a way. Well, let's research that. Uh, well, make a make a public playlist for all of y'all's. Uh, y'all are picking out favorite songs, two favorite songs from, from each, each, album, each album. From each album, and uh, just make a playlist. Anthony make, recommended we make a, a, a Spotify, playlist on Spotify of all these Metallica songs that we're talking about from each album, and make it public to where our listeners can follow that playlist. Exactly. So it's just another way for us to interact with one another. Let me see if we got an email from this week. I haven't even looked at our email. I doubt we did. Not with that attitude, we didn't. Oh, good God. That's that Mississippi whiskey. Mississippi whiskey. Nope. No emails. No emails. Nobody calls a voicemail line. No. 
I'm getting that commercial redone, by the way, the list commercial. And I think I'm going to, you know, we redid the intro music. I think I'm going to add some bass to that because it sounds thinner than the old, the Kill Pop Culture intro. Have you noticed that? I just know you say it harder. Do I? Yeah. I did it the same. Did you? That's actually not me. It's a professional singer. Oh, okay. We paid lots of money to do that. You should do it next time. (laughs) (laughs) I like the first one better than the second one. (laughs) (laughs) You want to change the name back to? I'm actually good with the name. So next episode, we're definitely going to finish out. Metallica. The Metallica Part 2. Right. Man, there's a lot of stuff about to come out and about to happen. That's crazy. You can tell we both work today. We're just like zombies. Yeah, you you, you auctioned me earlier and you were like, what was it? Going back to work? You know, how was that? I was like, well, it sucked, but I was ready for it. It's not like it blindsided uh, me. That was not. I, mean, I spent the whole day yesterday preparing for it. Like, I mean, I, I cleaned the house. I did all my laundry. I uh, I even, like, stripped down my bed linens and washed <laughs> everything and put everything back on. And um, all my Christmas decorations are down and boxed up. I just haven't put them in the attic yet. And I just had everything <laughs> sorted, you know. I had, like, even my, like, uh, my lunch ready we went back to work wednesday i i did i worked wednesday and thursday but my regular day off is friday so i'm all, i work i work two days this week but i got back to work wednesday had to get up I'll go back on day shift had to get up at 4 30 in the morning and i get to work and there's all these people going man i'm glad to come back to work i was getting bored I'm like what are you an idiot <laughs> Your life is obviously not as interesting as mine. Wait, what, I mean, you, you can find nothing to do. I mean, come out of the house, watch my dog if you want to. He's got gills right now. It's raining so much. Ugh, but uh, man, it's I was it's not relentless. ready to go back to work. Sometimes you just got to embrace the suck, man. You know, yeah. just get through just, it. Just bite down and just, <laughs> just went, power through it. A, like I a mad in, dog. I put in for the the sixth the. The seventh and eighth off, where I could be off for the the uh, football game. And uh, you have to take two days off for a football game. Well, you know they they only last uh, like a couple hours, right? Well, the way it works because we work a two two three. Uh, if I take off on Monday and Tuesday, it takes priority over anybody who takes just a Monday. So to be well, that's kind of strange. Well, that's what it works. If you if you take off the block, like if I take, we work. Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesday, Thursdays. That's where we work. I never work on Tuesday, Wednesday. I work Monday, Tuesdays. I work Wednesday, Thursdays the next week. And I work Friday, Saturday, and Sunday the next week. So if I take off a Friday and somebody with, let's say I take off a Friday and somebody with a lower, a higher clock number than me, which means I have seniority over them, takes off a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they will get it over me even though I've been there longer. So, whenever I want to take off a day... That's too confusing. Yeah. Whenever I take off a, a day of work, I always take off the block. Like to, But don't you get more... Well, I know you have the seniority thing, but the longer you're there, don't you get more days? Yes. Okay. But you got to be there a long time. 
Oh, I've never taken my maximum PTO ever because I got in the habit early on of hoarding my leave time because we used to roll pretty heavy as far as like, you know, I don't want to say touring per se, but doing shows and I would, I would save my days in case something big came up and I had to take off and, you know, do a run all the way up the East coast or something. And I just got my habit of doing that, and now I always do it. Ours don't roll over. So. Um, ours will roll over one year, and then it goes to retirement. Okay. And that's kind of not losing them, right. I guess. Yeah. So. Uh, but I- yeah, it sucked. It sucked going back to work. But one thing that lightened the blow, I'm not a fan of Mondays at all. That's, yeah, you didn't I, have to go back on a Monday. I didn't have to go back on a Monday, so I don't have to endure an entire week. I don't have the Monday blues because I don't work on Monday through Friday. True. You have a very, very different... Yeah. I work a... Yeah. You have a very different thing. So going. I, don't, I don't have a problem in Monday. That's why I like doing the Monday Night Raw because it kind of takes a little bit of the sting mm-hmm. out of Monday because I know that even though... Monday sucks. I got something to look forward to. <laughs> well, you're not doing a Monday Night Raw this Monday. Uh, probably not. Because you're going with me. It's probably probably right. You're, you're not. You no, I mean, you, you probably I'm going to go with you. I mean, if I can miss the Batman game, you can miss something you normally don't watch anyway. Right. And we're talking about homebrew. No. Right. We'll uh we'll work the details out here in a minute. And there was something we needed to look up. Before you leave, what was that? Oh, I, have no idea. I was like, we'll look that up before you go. We we're just talking about it. We're just gonna look up you cussing on the podcast. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> a little being a little potty mouth. I don't think it happened. Whatever. I listened to it like four or five times. <laughs> we'll see. I listened to you. I'm gonna call you Grover. I mean, even if we did, there's no regulations. I understand that, but I know you'd like to, you'd like to keep it PG-13. So. Yeah, that was just a choice that we made. It might be a Grover thing. I don't know. Like, I could literally you, I could literally get on here and be like... You heard about the Grover thing, right? Uh-uh. The Grover cuss? No. Everybody out there in podcast world, did Grover say the F-bomb? Well, I'll show it to you. Yeah, you'll have to show me that. Do you, do you like that... Uh, I did. Artwork, I like that. I like that a lot. Because it's like the Metallica Black album. Uh, I did not know it was a Metallica Black album. I, I had no. I, I did not know that at all. What did you think it was? I had no idea what it was. That's. I thought that was real pop culture with a cold up chicken broth. <laughs> right there is what I thought <laughs> it was. Me. I thought that's you what that me. was. You got me. <laughs> it said episode one hundred five. Totally cold up me. chicken broth. <laughs> I got you. I got that you got me. Message received. Neener, neener. So. Neener, neener, neener. You remember that? That's from Saturday Night Live. Is it? Yeah. Uh, what's his name that used to do that great George Bush oh. impression? He's like, I get it. I get it. Message received. Neener, neener, neener. Eater, eater, eater. And he wrote something on a piece of paper and held it up and it said, you're pissed. It's like, I get it. I hear you. Was that Dana Carvey? Oh, Dana Carvey? shit. 
can't remember. It's pretty funny. Man, I saw a meme today that made me laugh so hard. Because I wasn't expecting it. Like, I was expecting that I was reading a meme, but I wasn't expecting it to like catch me that hard. It caught me off guard almost. Do you know what I'm saying? I, 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 yes, I know exactly. It's happened to me. <laughs> I would expect it to be that funny. Right. <laughs> what was it? I can't tell you. You can't tell me? I'm still laughing about uh, it. I know like, so. uh, okay, I don't want to oversell it, so let me, let me just tell you what it says. And then I'll tell you about my reaction. Uh, and Shane, I don't know where he gets these posts, my bass player, but like he posts the funniest shit. Like, I, I make sure I like... Everything he posts so that his stuff will show up in my <laughs> so in your feed. timeline. Yeah, in my feed more. Uh, but it said if you if you fart and sneeze at the mm. same time, your body takes a, <laughs> a screenshot. <laughs> screenshot. Yes, I Because it's the top and the bottom like you do on an iPhone. Right. I see, yeah. It's, it's both ends. Pig one? Yeah. It is right Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing outside? Do your little thing. Oh, no, do it over there. Do it over there. What are you doing? Hey, come over here. Lay down. He didn't get. He's didn't get too old to shook. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. He likes walking outside in the rain. He's fixing to do it. He enjoys it. He's thinking about it. Damn Labradors. Mm-hmm. They're about two chromosomes away from a fish. Mine would have done slung water. On the outside of the walls from inside. <laughs> um, what was I talking about before I let him in? Yeah, your base oh, player's that, screenshot. Oh, that that was so funny. Because like I said, I was just casually flipping through. You know how you do. It's like, oh, I got five minutes to kill. Let's see what's going on <laughs> on my feed. And I see that. And I would start, I, would, I started laughing, obviously, because it's hilarious. And then I would stop laughing. I was over it. <laughs> and then somehow it would just come back again for seconds. Yes. And I would start laughing all over again. See, I get that way. But, like, I don't know what it is about. People are like, what are you laughing about? <laughs> I'm like, I just, I can't even tell you. I work, when I work swing, I work swing shifts. So I work two weeks days, two weeks nights. But uh, on night shift, when you get off in the morning, I'm sitting there, you know, after I, you know, eat my breakfast and get a shower and I'm, I'm laying in bed for like, you know, 10 or 15 minutes looking through my phone stuff is a whole lot more funny oh absolutely when, when you're, you're when you're, when you're like, like deliriously <laughs> tired so like, i would be like cackling over stuff i would normally just snicker oh, at. for sure <laughs> i'm 100 that way if i'm if i'm mentally exhausted especially mentally if i'm mentally tired oh man you can turn my google box over easily just thump it yeah. and it falls over I spill giggles everywhere. Spill the giggles on the That's floor. That's what my mom used to say. She's like, your giggle box got turned over. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would, when I, something like really gets me, mm-hmm. I can't stop. I can't oh, yeah. stop laughing. It just, it, it's almost like a, it feeds itself. It, it, it creates its own energy. Yep. That's what that, uh, what was the guy in Green Mile? Y'all stop that right now. You ever got the giggles in church? What if you do that when he killed oh, this guy? That, oh, dude. <laughs> what if you doing that? What if you doing that when we let you I used to have to like pinch myself <laughs> in church. Like when something funny would happen. It was, it was like amplified. <laughs> the hilariousness. It's like something out in the world 
anywhere else happens, if it happens in church or in any situation where you really shouldn't be laughing, it's a million times funnier. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. It's uncontrollable. All right. You sure there's nothing else you need to tell them? There probably is, but I, I won't remember it until on the way home. We'll save it for 107. Yo. We record that Sunday, right? Probably so. What's Sunday? I don't know. I'm off. Oh, it's your birthday tomorrow. My birthday's tomorrow. Happy birthday to you. I'm gonna be gonna be old. I told Laura. She got tonight. That's it. After that, you gotta have the crash cart by the bed from now on. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I officially go over the top of the hill. No, you're good. Forty six. Forty six is the new twenty nine and a half. Forty six tomorrow. Is it true that they say, like, scientists and people who study things, which are also scientists, <laughs> agree that, uh, well, they say, I know they say that the, the kids being born right now are going to live to be 100 at, on average. Probably. And they also say that the first person that will live to be 200 has already been born. I don't know about that. Because there's people who live to 200 already. It's in the Bible, though. Um, I don't know, man. Methuselah, he was old. It says so. I know, but maybe they counted. They counted did they have a Gregorian calendar like I we do? I don't know. Even if they had a Gregorian Even if you cut their age in half. <laughs> even if That's you true, but <laughs> if you go look. <laughs> like me and Sean were watching. Uh, what, what was we were watching? Uh, I think it was Game of Thrones. And I was like, man, back then, like, if you lived to be 25, that's a big deal. Like, you're old. Yeah. And I started Googling, like, life expectancy for time periods. And in, like, the year 1200, if you lived to be 20, you would probably live to be about 30. Because that means you survived whatever war you had to fight. Oh, yeah. If you survived whatever war you were in, you'd probably go ahead and live to be about 30, but something's going to catch you. They didn't have vaccinations right. back then. I would be a criminal if I lived back in the day. I'm not even going to lie. Like, even in the... Um, what's that, that Seth MacFarlane movie? Uh, what is it? A Million Ways to Die in the West? He started rattling off things that'll kill you. And they made that joke. Like, people are living to be 30 now. You know? It, yeah. It's true. It's all true. Ways. Like, anything could take you down back then. Yeah. So, I, I believe it when they say that, you know... 40s and new 30 or whatever. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree it, it's it's, it's, it's absolutely true. Of, yeah, 46 is not old. I, I'm just, I'm just. Like, if you went back in time to like the 1920s or oh, the. I'm an old man. And you said, hey, you know, there's people dying at 80 and 90. They'd be like, bullshit. That's impossible. Look at. They'd be like, there is no way. Just look at pictures. No way. <laughs> look at pictures of men in the 1920s and 30s of people in their 40s. They don't look like people in their 40s now. They look, you know, they look like people in their 60s. Yeah. I mean, now, think about how lucky we are. Like, what if you was around during the Black Plague where like one third of the earth died? Yeah. Yellow no, fever, I scarlet fever, anything. polio, all kinds of shit that we get vaccinated the, for when we're like five the, years old now. The Revolutionary War. 
Oh, <laughs> that kind of crown. Oh. Civil War. Uh, 1812 War. I mean, Dude, the World War One and Two. Oh, yeah. Insane. The loss of life was just astounding. Yeah. It's crazy. Still. Crazy. Whew. Nuts. And the thing is, like, overpopulation is becoming a real issue. Yeah, well... Maybe we'll colonize the moon. Because people go, well, that's not true. You could actually take all the people in the world and fit them inside Texas. It's like, yeah, but that's not sustainable. You can't feed them. They'll starve to death and they'll they'll die of thirst in four days. Maybe we'd be better off if we put like half the people in the world in Texas just for a little bit. Then they won't be there no more. That's called the purge. (laughs) Because Texas won't stand for that very long. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just stick them in there for a little bit. I don't think people from Texas would be offended by that. No. If you're from Texas, confirm. And did you know? And I'm getting my numbers a little bit off here because I just don't feel like googling it. But if you make like thirty thousand dollars a year, or it might even be twenty, it's 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 just a fairly low amount. You're like in the top one or two percent of the world. Like you're rich compared to everybody. Oh, else in the world. compared to everybody else in the world, yes. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I didn't know it's that. insane the amount yeah. of people in the world that live in still live in poverty. Like, like yeah, oh, it's nuts. It kind of makes you feel like an asshole for complaining about not having any food in your refrigerator. We was a uh, look. Me and Sean was looking at the other day about all the presidents and their yearly salary. It had the yearly yearly salary of all the presidents and what the estimated salary would be today. If what they would what it, what was the equivalent? Give me an example. Uh, the George Washington got paid seventy five thousand dollars for his four years in turn. In his four years, more than I make. He was more than four. <laughs> he got paid seventy five thousand. Oh, by today's standards or by those standards? By, by those but standards, he actually got seventy five. So he got actually got seventy five thousand dollars, which wow. was equivalent of about one point five million dollars back in the day. Seventy-five thousand dollars. So he was a fairly seventeen hundred something. It was a lot of freaking money. Wow. Yeah. And then like Donald Trump just wavered his. He's like, I still want it. He's like, I, <laughs> I, I don't even want you to pay me. Even, yeah. I'm already rich. Don't even worry about it. I had to write it off on. T- <laughs> yeah. I just no. I don't even want it. <laughs> what is it like? Five hundred thousand or something? Like Four hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand. I literally know people on a first name basis that make more than that. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's four hundred thousand dollars. It's crazy. Uh, but you ain't got to pay for nothing. Oh no, no, no! Like no, everything's no. free. It's everything. Everything. You got to pay taxes or nothing. Well, I gotta, I gotta pay like seventy bucks a month just for internet that don't work half the time. <laughs> you think Obama's paying for Wi-Fi right now? Uh-uh. And he's probably got like a fiber optic cable going straight to his house. He's got a. He's got a big switch to turn on his. Turn, when he resets his router, when we can just, we get a needle, a bobby pin to reset our router. He's got, like, he, he's got a, a switch like a like a three phase. He's got a clacker. He just claps his hands and it reboots his Wi Fi. He calls NASA. Say, hey, flip that switch on that satellite up there. Hey, hey, mm-hmm. want to flip that switch on that satellite? There it is. I knew you. I knew you'd break out the impression. Uh, internet's running slow. <laughs> Even like Bill Clinton. You know, like all the like former presidents are still alive, dude. They don't have to like pay a house payment, do they? Water, cell phone. 
car? Oh, no. Do they? I mean, do people give them cars? They still get Secret Service. They still get protection. Except for Jimmy <clears throat> Carter. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter turned it down. But he it said, was available to him. It was available, but he said, uh, "No, I don't want it." Roslyn, my peanut spit at you again. <laughs> You've heard that comedian? <laughs> no. Hey, uh, Jay Hickman. He does an impression of the president's. But Jay, you don't think four hundred thousand dollars for that is a lot of money? But if you just eliminate all oh, your bills, oh, you've got you've got nothing that you have to pay for, and four hundred thousand dollars versus four hundred thousand dollars, and you got property taxes, <laughs> and you know, I'm I just got I just paid off a surgery I had in two thousand four. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's. I just paid for my appendectomy from the for the from the third collection agency. <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't have to pay for anything else ever. They get so that up. that four hundred thousand is it, a lot because that's just it's not even a that's just spending money. It's just a it's an, like an allowance on right. top of exactly. How did we get on that? I have no idea. That's what I like about these outros. You never know what the hell we're going to talk about because there's no plan. We're just loosey-goosey, just riffing. You said loosey-goosey. Loosey-goosey, man. We're going to make a beer called that. All our crazy words we say, we have to name a beer after it. 100 o'clock. That's our brewery. I think I think we need to change the homebrew club name to Magic uh, 100 o'clock brewing. I going to. Why not? Uh... I'm a paid I'm a paid member of the American Homebrew Association now. Whoa! Look at that ass over here. <laughs> That's what Laura got me for Christmas. Oh, okay. Change right. that name. Does it cost anything to change your name? No, I don't. Well, let's just change it. Let's go ahead and change it. Let's just change it once it's a week. It's a better name anyway. You know, that's what I used to do on Facebook all the time until they caught me. <laughs> just out of sarcasm, like I would change my name from like, uh. I don't remember what all I. Uh, Mark Van Dam. Yeah. And uh, there was a couple others. Then I, I went to Mark Winger because, like, I think Sean called me that one time. Winger. And then, like, all of a sudden, Facebook's. I tried to change it again. And Facebook was like, hey, man. You're, uh, Winger, you're Mark Winger. Guess what? <laughs> you're stuck here. Winger. I like that song "Easy Come, Easy Go" by Winger. Here's the thing: it's the only song I like by Winger. Here's them, the I think. thing with Winger. This is why "Poison" is cool and Winger's not. You ready? When most people started listening to the big hair bands, they say you're influenced by your music when you're 14 years old, right? Hmm. 13 to 14 is your influence years. I don't know about that. For me, that's what they say. So at that time, "Poison" came out for me, right? Right. 13 to 14, 15-ish. Poison came out. Well, Winger come out, I was 16, 17-ish. Winger coming out when I'm 17, when I'm listening to a little bit, I, I progress past Poison, but it's still a novel, it's still nostalgia to me. It's beginning, it's not. So you can't begin when I'm 17 years old. You have to catch me at 13. If Winger came out when I was 13, I'd like Winger. So, that's why Winger sucks. Um, the thing I didn't like about Winger, and this is not their fault, I don't think, they played him on Headbangers Ball. And I'm like, no. No. 
bad. <laughs> bad Haymakers Ball. He's a boy band and he played the bass. It was just weird. I mean, they played Every Rose Has a Storm on Headbangers Ball. It, I think they just put it in there with the heavy. <sighs> yeah, it was crazy. I'm like, it's over. It was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Lord. Good Lord. Winger. I mean, his name's Kip. He can't be cool. <laughs> Thanks for ruining the chances of me getting him on the podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. Kip Winger, if you want to be on the podcast. You cool, man. Well, he's a come, he's I'm a good. I listen to his stuff. I'm not going to lie, but it's just, you know, it was a guilty pleasure. I'm going to play Easy Come, Easy Go on this podcast. That's what you should do. You could edit that out if you want to get him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he's going to go back and listen we to every episode. We can put him on the podcast with... Uh, He'll never know we talked about We him. can put him on the podcast with the guy who wrote Halloween. There's like one person listening <laughs> that knows him somehow, and they're texting him right now. Be like, oh, if you ever get hit up by some podcast called Real Pop Culture, tell them to f*** <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> they were shitting on you all night. They were shitting on <laughs> But they make beer. Well, the, the, the one guy wasn't. But the other guy was. Yeah, it was me. Looking your way. He's a guy with a cool beard. Oh, my God. <laughs> <best. laughs> okay, cooler beard. Is that bigger, your beard's bigger. Bigger beard. Okay. Only because I did a little manscaping. Actually, I don't think my beard would get that big. It would just well, turn into a, like a... You just don't... You, you never know until you quit that's, cutting. That's true, but it would turn into just this big array of split-ended just chaos. Mine's hit terminal. Yeah. Yeah. Terminal velocity. Mine's hit terminal. That's what they call it when it starts falling. Oh, they? Yeah, that's what There's they, a they? The beard community. <laughs> Where's that? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I want to go there. The beard community? Yeah, is that like off Highway 6? Uh, yeah. Take a lift. Take our left. Now entering the beard community. <laughs> All right, we're getting silly. Let's get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to Real Pop Culture, episode 106. We're broadcasting live from high top, the first and only floor of the Kill J headquarters at the Kill J Ranch. Love you, bye. Bye. I thought you said see you later, bye. That was last year. Jesus Lord. Forgive him.